This podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. This is the pod that rocks your body. What do you think? You like my exquisite, exquisite erection? Hmm? Do you like my erection selection? What do you think, Eva? Yeah? You gonna take it? You gonna take that dick? You gonna take that dick? I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Oh yeah, I'm fixin's to fuck ya. I'm gonna fuck ya. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it all up in your vage. Get it up in your vage with my dick. With my dick. Gonna put it in with my dick. I'm gonna put my dick in. I'm gonna put my dick in. What's up, man? Hey, you man. Right? What's up? Bonjour, hello, and welcome. I am Misty Darling and this is, Flick Smacks, the pod that rocks your bod. We have a wild episode for you. New segments, a pretty weird list and a review of the Mighty John Wick Chapter 4. Pour yourself a beverage, take off your slacks, sit back and get ready for an hour plus of time you will, never be able to, recuperate. Here are your hosts, Scott and Terence. And welcome to the pod that rocks your bod, Flick Smacks. I am the co-host, Terrence. And, and I would, who are you? I'm the other co-host, Scott. I was going to be truly impressed if you did the, the pod that rocks your bod in French as well. I thought you, if you had that prepared, uh, that would have been something let's special. Let's try it. Let's try it. Uh, le pod... De rock de bud. Yeah, exactly. I was fluent. I thought I was I thought I was like in an outdoor concert in a Parisian cafe. Well I Parisian did take, bistro. I yes. did take one year of French in grade five. Oh shit. Well and you're probably fluent still. It was terrible. <sighs> mm. Mm. Um so yeah, we're doing the episode two of season six and it's uh off to a flying start this season flying rip roaring start um so yeah and today uh i really tried to do like a list that a little different so i made this whole i don't know it's a wild one it's Properties we, loved, properties we loved as children, we'd love to see done right on the big screen. So that yes. could be whatever you want, whatever you loved as a kid. And even if it has been done on the big screen, chances are it sucks. So you want to redo. So that's going to be. Or even good. if it was good, 
it's been years since the original, so it's time to introduce it to a new audience. And you want it better. Yeah. Because their technology is better, so you can make it look better. So, um, as, uh, as wild as that sounds, um, we'll do our best. But, in the meantime, usually Ooh. we reserve this spot for the review personal. of a fil- oh yeah the personal yeah, ch- personal yeah let's do the personal challenge it's personal challenge is where we usually start off yes so, so my you- personal challenge was to watch the john wick first three john wick movies i accomplished it well done and uh yeah it, and all, they are ties, it all ties in with the review we're gonna do a little later on in the what? program I, I i don't know what you're gonna be reviewing and you're leaving me in suspense. So for mine, I was I did a long-winded remark about me doing reviews of movies I haven't seen that I have quoted on my movie drivel group on Facebook. So that is kind of what I did. And I watched two of those. Watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm, because I had never seen that. And The Outsiders. So now I have finally seen You've never that. seen The Outsiders? I'd never seen The Outsiders. No. Holy shit. I thought everyone had to watch that in school at some point. No, because I never read the book in school. So I never had to watch the movie. What'd you think of it? It's not, it's not great. <laughs> it seems to be pretty choppy. I know there's like a longer cut of it. That's more like the novelization of it or... Um, or more like the novel and like this is like less than 90 minutes and so it just seemed seemed to be a lot of stuff that were questionable of where where the story was going and why it was going to certain places but yeah i mean and tom's cruise tom cruise's teeth were a little iffy and his accent was a little iffy Um, which one which one of those guys has your favorite nickname well, I mean, well, Ponyville, he boy, he just pretty much has the only nickname. Well, of course, of course, Soda Pop is Rob Lowe, Soda Pop. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's Two Bit. And Two Bit, right? Emilio. Yeah. Wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy of how many people from that movie have gone, went on to have like pretty su- successful careers and stuff. And so, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. That was a launching pad for a lot they're, of people. They're mostly all still kind of relevant. If they're alive, yeah. A couple guys who are no longer um, with us walking the earth as humans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, you're right. It's, it probably should have been better. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a little rushed. Um, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola, wasn't it? It was. Um, directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't terrible, but I mean, it just... I don't know if it deserves the kind of the cult status that it has uh, achieved over the years. What about so. um, Mask of the Phantasm? It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, and uh, you know, Kevin Conroy, it's his legendary Batman voice, and Mark Hamill as first appearance as the Joker, in the voiceover. So yeah, that's. Well, I think yeah. isn't um, Mask of the Phantasm kind of like a. Part of the Batman and Robin animated series. Same. I 
I don't know if it was or not. I couldn't tell you. I didn't. I haven't watched any of the animated series. I am. It's really good, actually. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, the the movie was yeah, it was pretty decent. So. And then I also added on with that I needed to watch the 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 first three John Wick as well, and that was accomplished as well. So I was all primed for something that we may or may not talk about later. We did it. We did it. Yes, we, we did accomplished it. Accomplished our goals. And and for you, I think it's even bigger accomplishment because not only did you accomplish the goal, but it was more than one movie that you were able to to watch to well, accomplish your goals. The first one I've seen a few times, so I just kind of had it on in the background. Mm-hmm. But the last two, well, the second and third one, yeah, I actually sat down and watched. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, my new challenge. Um, I believe I did this a few years back um, because baseball is going to be firing up here within the next week, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch three baseball movies. Okay. I have two picked out, and then I'm going to throw in a wild card, which I'll kind of decide on the fly. Are these ones you've seen before, or these rewatches? These are The the third one might be something new, if I can find something. Uh, But I'm going to watch Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, and then Movie X. Movie X? Figure it out. Fast X? Yes. Fast next. Is that a baseball movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So baseball with cars. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So yeah, Um, baseball movies. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do. I have two because I can. I can do them uh, at the same time. I'm going. I think I'm going to finally start to watch now that all the the episodes have dropped. um, I'm going to finally finally start watching The Last of Us to see what that's all about. And then in um, in honor of John Wick 4 and this person's introduction to the series, I'm going to watch some uh, Donnie Yen movies. Um, I figure there's maybe watch a couple that I've seen and maybe get introduced to a couple more. So that's yes. what I'm going to do. Cause he's cool, a, man. Because he's a badass. And he plays a good blind man, apparently. A blind man who knows but how he's to fight. In demand yes. for the um, blind martial sight, arts, sightly impaired people. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, so yeah, this is where we would normally, as Terry mentioned earlier, talk about our theatrical experience. But it's going to tie into something later in the episode. So we will put that part on pause for now. And Terry Don't has worry. some exciting Terry has some exciting news. The exciting news is we're gonna introduce a new segment because we feel that maybe the audience doesn't know us enough. They just hear the voice, they oh, these guys are movie experts. But what makes them tick? What mm-hmm. let's get a glimpse into their personal lives. After- so we're gonna five seasons i think it's about time we introduced ourselves yeah maybe pull the curtain back a little bit and Mm -hmm. we're gonna do a new segment called get to know your hosts Mm -hmm. so basically it's gonna be we're gonna ask each other a couple questions unrehearsed scott doesn't know what i'm gonna ask him vice versa and 
so we're just going to do it on the fly and hopefully mm-hmm. it works out. And if not, um, we'll just keep trying. Yes. So um, I'll ask you the first question. Okay, I'll see where you're coming from with the questions and I'll gauge my questions. Scott. Based on yours. Scott. Yes. If you could only have the same meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. You know, like you can have like uh, the main thing, like if you want pizza, and then you right. can have like if you wanted like some vegetables or whatever. Right. See, I don't know if I could eat pizza that much because that's just a, a lot of bread all the time. Yeah. Um, I might have to go with. Maybe tacos if I had to choose. Because you get right. a little bit of vegetables. A little, little veg. Protein. protein, some dairy with the with the cheese, and you get a little crunch now, uh, with the shell. Would it be soft shell or hard shell? I would go with hard. Okay. Or or I mix it up. Or you know, it's my my tacos. I could do the soft shell, put a layer of cheese in that, or you like a cheese sauce, and then put the hard shell inside of that and create it so I have a double layer. Are you trying to make a fucking gordita? No, and then do that. But the gordita is more of a, a thicker thicker bread. This I'm just using a thin tortilla like you would use for a soft taco. And like so yeah, no. Trap supreme? Yeah. So I'm just I can mix it up. But yeah, it would still be in the taco family and so yeah, that's that's probably what I would do. I mean, cuz I couldn't have past pasta that much over and over again. Well, I can have so much fried chicken. So, yeah, I think, yeah, tacos is probably where I would go. True. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what about a beverage? A beverage? Hmm. Water is not, no, water's yeah. not included because you can have water whenever you want. Okay. Well, then it would have to be a toss-up between, say, Pepsi Zero or, like, a, a diet. Um like Canada Dry, Canada Dry Zero or something like that, yeah. So Scott would do tacos in some form and yep. um, a diet soft or a zero-calorie soft drink of sorts. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of my questions, well, not a lot, but a couple of the questions are just like one-word answers, and if you want to elaborate, you can. But okay. my first one, anyways, is... What would be your favorite board game? My favorite board game. That is a good one. I'm gonna and it could be say, now or then, or back then, or whatever, from childhood um, or from now. Um, now, it would be probably Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, like a regular edition. Right. Um, when I was a kid... It would have been the game of life. Okay. Very, very nice. I tried to get into risk, but it's not fun. Uh, especially if you're playing with somebody who, yeah, especially playing with somebody who's really into it. Then and yeah, like, it gets you a... can play for like hours and hours and hours. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not good for morale. So no. I would say probably game of life. Okay. All right. 
So, if I could hand you a ticket to any sporting event of an event in the world, what would you pick? Hmm. Well, I mean, I've been to Stanley Cup final game seven. World Series Game 7, Super Bowl, World Cup Final. Do I get to pick the team? Yeah, you can pick the team. Okay. Well, I would like to see the Blue Jays again in the World Series. I'd like to see like a big heartfelt go in Toronto for Game 7 at the the Rogers Centre. I think that's what I would like. Yeah. That's that's a good choice. With about 40,000 screaming... Toronto Antonio's, Toronto, you know, Torontoites or whatever you want to call them, but uh, yeah, that's probably where I'd be. Excellent. Okay, so this one's a simple one, just a yes or no. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? One hundred percent, absolutely yes. Nice, I'm with you on that one. Like people who don't like, honestly, it, like cooked pineapple is awesome. <laughs> If I if there's a deal like pizza seventy three, you get two two topper larges for whatever. Yeah, one of them is always gonna be pepperoni pineapple. Yeah, pineapple's the shit. Um, it's available to you. Why not put it on a pizza? Like, mm-hmm. like how is it more different than putting like like people put the whole tomatoes on a pizza? That's gross. I don't I don't like olives on a pizza, mushrooms on a pizza. I don't like that. So some people are allowed to like some toppings and other people are allowed to like other toppings. So if wow. you don't like pineapple, don't have pineapple. It shouldn't be that polarizing of a No. Pizza. It shouldn't. If you don't like pineapple on your pizza, pick them off and shove them up your ass. Yeah, cuz if I think the rule of thumb is if you don't like pineapple on your pizza, you do like it up your ass. So That's I think, right. yeah, it's one or the other. You gotta like it somewhere. Yep. That's awesome. That is our new segment. Get to know your okay. host. All right. So you had to, just two questions because yeah, I had a I had a couple more, but I'll save them for next time. Oh, we'll we'll save them up. We'll. Uh, yep. We'll do it. To it. So uh, yeah, I guess that brings us to our. The theme. Our main event, our list of the episode. Mm-hmm. Should where should we put the drop? Oh, let me think. Um, how about now? Drop it. Drop it now. When we were kids, we all had favorites: books we loved, cartoons we enjoyed, video games we played for hours, and toys we wore out playing with. This week. The guys give us their list of properties we loved as kids that we think could be turned into good movies. I'm Misty, and it is Season 6, Episode 2. Allow me to present to you the list. No, 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 That was the drop. Yes. Courtesy of Scott and his selection of where to put it. Oh, I so always know where to put it. Um, nostalgia is like a big thing for guys in our 
age range, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 80s was lush with wild toys, wild books, wild games. It was basically the zenith of, of um, consoles in the 80s. Some of these have obviously been turned into movies, um, but for the most part, not very well. Or mm-hmm. like you said, like, yeah, let's get an update here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, I have books, I have video games, I have toys, I have cartoons. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'd, and, uh, yeah, we're doing the top three, right? So we yeah. select our top three. Mm-hmm. So I have seventeen. So I've got. We'll about, just we'll just go back and forth until we run out. Yeah, I've see. I've got about eight individual for sure, and then I have one that kind of is like subtitle. It's a subheading where there's a bunch of ones underneath the same subheading that i would want to see so yeah we'll play by ear um i'll just throw mine out and we come to that Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah do you want to i'll start since i have more i guess okay um so when i was a kid uh, i loved gumby Um, gumby and pokey and think it would be ridiculous to see a live action gumby movie yeah so like gumby walking around with humans and stuff um it might get old real fast but yeah i think it would be hilarious uh get the right voice actor or whatever right but um yeah i just i think gumby's pretty cool you have him where he's like been brought from a different dimension and he's like fish out of water in you can have to do that or make him that he's was created here and that he's always known this world and him trying to figure out the world or like just did. like something ridiculous like he was brought to life through witchcraft or like something ridiculous some sort of like uh ted like wish yeah. or whatever yeah yes just make them filthy. Um, let's see. No, this one is this one I added on the list, just kind of on a lark, right at right at the end. So this might actually even be an additional one. So there's been a movie of this. I believe it came out in '86, and the character has since been introduced briefly in the MCU. And I think it's about time this person had a relaunch in the MCU and that would be Howard the Duck. I think okay. he he deserves his a new look and a new story to build upon because the first one was way too out there and just bizarre and now I think Very he could strange. he Very could strange. fit in, you know, continue with the maybe in the next realm of the guardians movies beyond guardians three or whatever he can just kind of exist in that world so 
I think that would be a suitable choice. That is a good lark. That is a good on a lark. Yes. All right. So this next one, let's see. Um, when I was a kid, I had a like a record player, and uh, my grandparents used to buy me like those Disney read along turn the page right. when you hear this sound mm-hmm. or whatever and i had a peter and the wolf one ah yes um, i believe i did too there's something about that record that like i played the hell out of it um and there's like when i hear that the song from like the, the score from that isn't it like it, tchaikovsky or something like that who does yeah yeah no. and it just it takes me right back to being like five years old mm-hmm. and learning how to read and, and so on and so forth. And, um, I think it would be cool to have a live action Peter in the wolf. Mm-hmm. Like if Disney's going to do all these, they're going to make everything live action now. Like why not? Mm-hmm. You know? yep. So just for pure childhood nostalgia. Okay. Um, you know, just jumping off what you were just said again, I just added something right now based on a record I had when I was a kid and they did make a movie of this, I believe in the eighties, I think it was a, might've been a French production, even though it was in, in English, like a French Canadian, um, of Jacob Tutu meets the hooded fang. Yeah. This would be based on a book i believe by mordecai richler who's a famous uh canadian author um the album was narrated and like read like the novel was read um by christopher Plummer, and he did all the voices and i listened to that thing all the time and i think yeah to see that as a more of a bigger budget because i think the other one might have been even a made for tv or something like that but i have a bigger budget and yeah, that thing is just full of nostalgia for me. And uh, that was something I listened to all the time. Yeah, there's something about those old records, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next for me is a video game, um, Contra. Like, why mm-hmm. hasn't this been done? Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the best, like, side-scrolling shooting games ever. Mm-hmm. Um, simple kill everything on the screen beat the aliens um and like i sometimes i still get the music stuck in my head <laughs> so, um but yeah i'd i'd love to see contra and, and the infinite life code on the original nintendo yep is it that a b up down up down a b star or whatever you know that kind of thing yep. left yeah. right left right yeah yep. Okay. Yeah, that would that seems with all the other things being mailed, like, because I think they're doing a um whatchamacallit? Like a Call of Duty movie or something like that, or like a and some other things. But yeah, there's a lot of war games that they have made movies or like Halo, of course, is a big one, but yeah, I don't see like contrast is an evergreen thing that should just be easy to make. You can just it's take almost the like a slam dunk. Yeah. You're not you're not really fighting 
a specific enemy, like as far as geographical location goes, you're fighting aliens. So yeah, um, it's, you could do all sorts of special effects, and like you you don't really need a story. Um, yeah, to have like two bros, like mm-hmm. one who's blonde, one who's dark haired, and just yeah, look like Rambo and fight like Rambo. Mm-hmm. And the other one I was thinking of that they I know they're doing they're doing a Metal Gear Solid uh movie going to be soon so we with oscar isaac so oh wow so again i guess i'm just going to be this one i actually did have my list but i'm going to piggyback on you and continue with that um side shooter kind of game that's been around forever and they're still making this game uh, and that's metroid like yeah. this is and this this would be a great time to do it too because of know how Hollywood's changing and this has always had a female heroine. So then you just continue with that, have a female action star, launch a franchise with a female lead doing action. And I think it could, could work really well. So, yeah. yeah. That, uh, I'm not going to lie. That actually was something that was going to make my list, but then yeah. I didn't want to have too much video games on it. Right. That might even be last year. I think I have one more video game, but yeah. Uh, so next for me is a toy. I know you probably know it. Uh, not sure if everybody would be familiar with it, but it's a toy. They were like flesh-toned little oh, wrestler type guys. Yeah, and it's yeah. muscles. M U S C L E S. I love the. I still have coffee can full of these things and apparently they're quite collectible yeah um then they came out with like different colored and very rare ones and stuff um yeah and like i honestly i don't know where they like how they would go about it but um Mm -hmm. there there's so many different ones and i'm sure Somebody could figure out some kind of storyline, but yeah. I think you could do it, but in their own kind of world, right? You don't you don't have to bring it to our world. Like you could make yeah, it on exactly. a different planet or a different area. And uh, yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, I used make to collect like those. Mortal Kombat type thing or. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Um... There was ones that were like tops that you could spin and. Guys made out of bricks and yeah, regular looking guys wearing like luchador masks and mm-hmm. uh, and yes, yeah. I have it here the uh, the acronym muscles is millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. That yes. is what <laughs> the muscle stood for. Yes, yeah, um, no, I had those. Yeah, and they're just like the weirdest little things. Mm-hmm. nothing you can really compare them to yeah they were just they were just that thing mm-hmm. but anything mm-hmm. wrestling related when i was a kid mm-hmm. i was all about it yeah okay i'm gonna switch gears to a movie that i would like to see get relaunched i think there's four or five of this movie before and of course beyond maybe the first two things just really took a dive but again with 
special effects and technology, I think they could, and of course, with just being on the nostalgia train, this could work, is if they um, did a revisioning of Critters. Um, you know, because it's, it does, it's horror, it's a creature feature, it always had tongue-in-cheek humor, and I think that, you know, that's the kind of thing that really sells right now, like horror comedies. It seems like even by accident, a lot of these horror movies have some real strong comedy aspects to it. And uh, yeah, it's just something I would like to, to bring bring back. Even though, was it part three or part four that Leo was in? I don't know. Yeah, because he was in one of those. That was like one of his first acting jobs. I think I've seen the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't think I've continued on after that. But I'd be I'd be all over a Critters remake, mm-hmm. revisioning. Uh, so next I'll do a book. Um, my aunt, when I was a kid, uh, for like Christmas birthdays. Or whatever, she'd get me a Hardy Boys book. Uh, mm-hmm. I still have them somewhere. Not all of them, but um, there's actually some pretty good stories in there. Um, it's kid stuff, but you know, it was always like, oh, the mystery of the ghost at the water, or like mm-hmm. so uh, the the mystery at the old mill. Um, yeah. And I don't think a Hardy Boys movie has ever really been done. Like maybe, like maybe I know there's been a TV series within the last couple of years that was made. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, like I don't know. They they seem to be doing everything else. They seem to be mm-hmm. making movies out of everything. So why not a Hardy Boys movie? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but it was uh it was part of my childhood that was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked to read a lot when I was a kid, and that was like my main, pretty much the only series I really read. But yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with um, a collectible that is still actually being produced today. And that's Garbage Pail Kids. Now, that, that was on my short list, but. Yeah, like they they came out with a movie, and the movie is just shitty, shitty, and like more because of the character design for the garbage pail. They were just terrible, and their giant heads, their mouths didn't really move. And if you were to you know with motion capture and CGI, you could have a better representation of the garbage pail kids, and why not make it a horror like these these things are disgusting they're scary why not make it a horror like kind of give it the the banana splits treatment that the sci-fi channel did a couple years ago by bringing all these those characters so do that do something like something scary with the garbage pail kids you know they seem yeah cards cards are still out still seem kind of relevant and yeah i think uh i think that would be cool if you'd got the right people involved like people who were actually fans of the cards to begin with i think uh mm-hmm. i think you could do a decent reboot for that i remember uh 
think it was my buddy's 12th birthday party. There's like eight of us fucking dudes. And, um, his mom rented us garbage pail kid, garbage pail kids and Hellraiser. <laughs> and, uh, I remember us just like being sorely disappointed in garbage pail kids. Like it was just, even as 12 year olds, we were like, yeah, this movie's kind of dumb, <laughs> but we loved Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> so, but garbage pail kids was scarier. And like the production quality, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good choice. Yeah. I was like, Kind of reminds me of like, remember wacky packages and stuff mm. like that too. And you couldn't make a movie out of it, but yeah, they're still funny. Um, all right, so next for me is like a collectible too. Um, Mad balls. Oh yeah. You do you remember those things? Yeah, I I had I I think I only had one. I had the eyeball, which is probably one of the most famous ones. But yeah, I do remember. Uh, was it the eyeball? The yeah, bloodshot one. Um, yeah, I had a few. My favorite one was the mummy. The mummy okay, yeah. was all wrapped up. But I made a, I drew a comic book when I was a kid called Crazy Balls, which was a direct ripoff of Mad Balls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I love sports and baseball and stuff. Like I have a, a baseball-sized ball, but it was like a gross. Mm-hmm crazy character it was was cool and i think like you can make almost like a pokemon type thing of that where people are using those balls to fight fight. each other and different (laughs) things and all that like yeah you you could it's hollywood you could make any story and people would watch it yeah yeah i i love mad balls when i was a kid Mm -hmm. okay um next one i'll do another do a cartoon. Um, I loved this show when I was a kid. Um, and certainly there have been, you know, ripoffs of the cartoon. And there's even been a couple movies that weren't the greatest. But I'd love to see a true reboot of Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just such cool property. And, you know, just... Uh, you know, befuddled, you know, detective who thinks he's solving everything, but really it's Penny and uh, Brain, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, doing all the doing all the work, and uh, yeah, that's. I mean, the certainly the Matthew Broderick one was way better than when they did the sequel with French I'd, Stewart. Honestly, I forgot that was even a movie until you just yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, but um, I think you could make it more. You know, slapstick, um, and not like silly, but just slapstick more like a, I guess, well, I want to say, I want to say 21 Jump Street kind of thing, but you could make it more, you have a straight, like, kind of action comedy than more of a family friendly comedy. So, yeah, I think that would be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, When I was a kid, I hated Inspector Gadget mm-hmm. because, like, I'd come home for lunch and watch uh, the 1960s Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. and Inspector Gadget was always first at 12. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So I'd have to fucking sit through like 20 minutes of this <laughs> Spectre gadget just to get to Spider-Man, right? Um, but now that I think about it, like the quality of that cartoon is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the stories were good. Mm. It, was, it was consistent. So yeah, good choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next for me, I might as well get it out of the way. Transformers. Um, okay. The the old cartoon so good, the toys so good. Hollywood gets a hold of it, and they have to fucking change everything. They have to change the way Optimus Prime looks. They have to change, like just just make it what it is. Like people. Mm-hmm. Like that's what pisses people like us off is like, Mm -hmm. like an eight year old kid now has no clue what Transformers was in the eighties. No, but we do. Mm -hmm. So why do you have to change it to appeal to like a new audience? Just Mm -hmm. make it for, make it for guys like us, make the Transformers look good. Um, Yep. And it doesn't need to happen on earth. Like, no. you know what I mean? Like Cybertron, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, just, um, there's good, there's evil. Just don't fuck with it. Even if you had it say the opposite of the transformers now where an earth ship crash lands on Cybertron. So then it's humans interacting with them, but in the transformers world, yeah. Even if you did that, if you want to have a human element in it, we bought better than, you know, Transformers being on Earth. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'd I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like there was humans in the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Chip or some shit. Right. <laughs> he was like Bumblebee's buddy. Chip. Chip. Um. But yeah, that's that's one of. Hollywood's, to me, anyways, biggest piles of shit they've ever done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, who was it? Shia LaBeouf and what's her name in the first one? Um, in the Fox. first two, yeah, first two was them, and then Shia was in part three, oh. and then Mark, then then Mark Wahlberg took over for the next two, and then there was the Bumblebee spinoff, which was the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe this Beast Wars or whatever. Right. A little better. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going back to a video game. This one did have a movie adaptation, but I think we all know how this movie was. Um, And I think you could do another Double Dragon. Uh, Double Dragon movie. Um, You know, I'm not sure how skilled Scott Wolf was with martial arts and how much he was actually in the movie. Right. However, however, Mark DeCostas was fine because he's was in, you know, John Wick three and was fucking badass. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think you could do a other adaptation of that and make it like an old world kind of, um, martial arts movie. So yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's funny because I'll just throw in one of mine, which is bad dudes. 
It's basically <laughs> the same thing as Double Dragon, but made yeah. by a different company. Uh, mm-hmm. Ari's? I can't remember, but yeah. I loved it when I was a kid. Bad dude, yeah. man. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's just two guys going around beating the shit mm-hmm. out of bad guys and yeah. guys who are way too big to be human and mm-hmm. yeah um, and movies like that work like you look at something like the raid where it's just a couple guys going up against everybody and all they need to do is start on the bottom floor and make their way to the top and all they're doing is just fighting 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 yeah. or the or the dread reboot which is pretty much the same thing as well and those are good successful movies and why not have like it's something to have more of a backstory with two brothers and they're trying to well the one's being rescued or they're both doing the fighting but yeah exactly no mm-hmm. okay so yeah i guess it's your turn again. it's back to my turn okay now i'm gonna i got my part my three part top three set aside i will start my subheading and i'll just I won't do them all at once, but it'll just it'll all be under the same subheading for the next little bit. Okay. Um, and this isn't I would consider it's not a franchise, but why not be a franchise? But Stephen King movies from the eighties. Okay. There are so hit and miss. And yeah. the reason why they're successful now for the most part is because it's people like us who grew up with these movies are now making the movies and they want to pay better homage to the source material or to Stephen King or whatever. And they have made, you know, improvements. So, um, and it probably was because of it. This was a Coke filled Coke fueled project from Stephen King, but maximum overdrive could use a bit of a reboot and a retooling and not have Stephen King direct it. And I think it could be successful with machines be under control. I mean, especially now with yeah, it's driver, very... driverless cars and AI scares and all that kind of stuff. You definitely could have, you know, Bluetooth, wireless, all that kind of stuff them getting powered by a single entity and, you know, being used as weapons and whatnot. And I think that could, that could work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what was a fear back in 1986 is like a reality now. <laughs> yeah. Like self-driving cars and machines operating on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, you want to just, I'll just, I'll, you do another okay. one and then my next one will be under that heading as well. Uh, so this isn't going to sound really weird, but I loved Muppet Babies when I was a kid. Oh, so did I. I loved the original Muppet Babies. So, and they've done a reboot too, but it just, uh, it's not the same. If, if you could do a movie about it and make it like a prequel to the Muppets, um, why the hell not? Um, mm-hmm. It's all the same characters except for what Skeeter was like yeah. Scooter's Scooter's sister or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nanny, you don't you don't really even you see have your to, legs. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll see your legs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just there's something about Muppet Babies that's very nostalgic. Yeah, and the original has never been re-released because of all the copyright problems of all the things that they're parroting. You could they just can't get right, so they can't do it. And if they could recreate it in that vein by having them having it tongue in cheek parody and stuff like that, that could yeah definitely work. Well, they could do it now because Disney owns the rights to oh, everything, everything that's ever been yes. made. Yes, <clears throat> it's true. Yeah. So they could do they could do a whole fucking franchise of Muppet Baby movies. Yeah. Because that was the deal in the show they'd like recreate Indiana Jones or Star Wars or whatever. Right? Yeah. Now it's all under Disney's umbrella. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. I thought you'd is... laugh at me for that, but Oh no, I love Muppet Babies. I even even when I was like older, I still like Muppet Babies for you know in reruns. Yeah, no, I had no problem with Muppet Babies. Great. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, my next uh, Stephen King entry is one that I know some people really like, but just didn't work for me, and that's Silver Bullet. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the only thing it's got going for it is that it's a werewolf movie. That's it's a werewolf movie, but you know you can. There are so many better, so much. So many better werewolf movies and um yeah i mean again this would be a one for now having representation of a disabled person being a protagonist and saving people and all that kind of stuff so because you know cory hayne character was in a wheelchair and all that kind of stuff so you could make that for modern audience that would yeah be more representative of you know the disabled community and stuff and so yeah yeah, you you could make his. It could be like a fucking rigged out wheelchair where he's got like guns attached, and you know he's got silver bullets that can shoot out of it, and you know he can fight, and it can he can get like robot legs or something like that that stands up and fight the werewolf, whatever he could do, whatever he want. But yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Meow. Um. So next for me, um, Hot Wheels. Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Um, it's worked for soon to be 10 movies for Fast and Furious, just wild cars yep. driving around with real no real storyline. Um, yep. And you could make like icon the iconic Hot Wheels cars part of the movie, come up with some wild story. Maybe yep. they're having like world race or yeah whatever right um mm-hmm. I don't, i'm a hot wheels collector so yeah um i just think it would be cool and everybody knows what hot wheels is yeah um, and kids still collect them obviously adults collect them so yeah you're a hot wheels collector but are you a hot stepper i am the hot stepper Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, yeah, they have lots of, like, they tried, attempted a need for speed, which, you know, failed. Um, I know yeah, they have a grand. Aaron Paul, right? Yeah. And they have a Gran Turismo, I think, coming out later this year that they're trying to do. So, yeah, I mean, people like cars. People like tricked out cars and racing and crashes and stuff. So, uh, and they have, like, work. the monster trucks and. Mm hmm. You know, uh, you could like 
kind of recreate the old like play sets as like mm-hmm. locations in the movie and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Could do it. Now, would these be sentient cars or human driven? Um, I think it would have to be human driven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe a mix of both. I don't know. Okay, so for my next Stephen King entry, there was an original, and I think you like the original. For me, it's I don't really care for it. They did a remake very recently, and it was terrible. And that's Pet Cemetery. Um, I know they are doing a prequel. So maybe that could, that could, you know, create more buzz of trying to do it right. But um, yeah, I would just, I mean, the f- first one obviously with Fred Gwynn, um, it's got some pretty memorable shit in it. And the new one just created that other backstory about all the kids wearing animal masks and all that kind of stuff. I don't and remember like, that from the book. Yeah, It's just a bad movie. Like, mm-hmm. You can tell that it's just shot on a soundstage, and oh I yeah, don't know. definitely, it's just very wooden and very hollow. Yeah, so I, I think, obviously, you're not going to be able to do another remake right away, which is why they're doing a prequel. But maybe that will lead to like an offshoot of another story. But what about a remake of Pet Cemetery Two with Edward Furlong? Edward Furlong and. Uh, Anthony Edwards and Clancy yeah. Brown. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have my top three uh, and a couple others. Um, uh, so Thundercats. Why haven't they done yeah. a Thundercats movie? I think they are. There is one in in talks of pre-production. So you might get your wish there. Um, with uh, Adam Adam Wingard as the director. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's done some horror and he did, you know, obviously King Kong, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. So, um, yeah, you got a big name attached. So there's no release date. I think it's just been green lit. So like, I think it we'll could be. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of toys. As a matter of fact, yeah. I don't think I had my f- first Thundercat toy until I was probably about 35. Um, <laughs> Thunder, Thunder, but, uh, Thunder, Thunder yeah, like, it's, it's funny to me that they've never, mm-hmm. never done a Thundercats movie. So. Yeah. And I think if they tried to do one before now, it would have been painful. Like with the different makeup and costumes and stuff, it would have just looked cheesy. As would have been like blood. cats. <laughs> would have been like cats or <laughs> He-Man. Oh, I hope you're talking yeah. about the original He-Man movie. Yeah, Masters. Yes. Yeah. All right, my next one. Um, I never liked this movie. I always thought it was so boring. I mean, I like the concept of it, and again, this is something else that's been done over and over by other filmmakers but not Stephen King properly I knew a remake has been released this year like but it's a straight to video so it's just 
probably not that great, but Children of the Corn. Like they always have these clothes. They always have these clothes societies where, you know, kids are at rule and, you know, people have to die once they hit a certain age. And I think it could be done better. It can be done more, be more scary and even suspenseful. That should be a terrifying concept, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the first one just didn't, I didn't care for it. The one with Linda Hamilton and uh, Peter Horton. I just didn't really work. It spawned, I don't know, 400 sequels and now the reboot. Um, yeah, no, that that property could be done, executed a lot better. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so my last, well, before my top three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alf, timing. I'm Alf right movie. Why not? Yes. Let's tie it up. Let's get it going. I don't know if Willie's still alive or the Ochmonics, but yeah, well, um, I'm sure in that world Willie could still be alive. I know the actor is who played Willie is still not alive, so oh. yeah, uh, they'd probably recast everybody and they'd probably mm-hmm. have to do like an origin story, but right, um, or why not do a story set on Melmac? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Gordon Shumway, yep, um, just the cheesiest, like. 22 minutes you'll ever watch in your life but yeah and it was basically just like jokes about oh don't eat the don't eat the cat don't eat lucky Mm -hmm. um but when you're a kid i don't know that shit's hilarious and uh, because if you set it on his home planet then he could just eat all the cats he wants because you know it's not going to be frowned upon yeah exactly yeah that's probably what would happen Mm -hmm. but uh yeah alf was a good part of my childhood really enjoyed Mm -hmm. that guy yes he was he was uh entertaining for a time okay so my this actually works out our timing actually works out better this is my last stephen king entry and then i go into my top three so i think they need to do a newer version of cujo um I fucking can't stand that movie. I know. It's it's not it's not great, but animal attack movies can work when done right. And I think this could go two different ways. This could either be Cujo is an emotional support animal who becomes overprotective. It could be like an AI type dog, like a Megan kind of thing or a the newer chucky kind of thing where it's been programmed to protect this kid and either there's some faulty or it just just becomes yeah overprotective of of the kid and becomes all chaotic and runs rampant over things so or it could be a motherfucker that gets rabies oh another gets rabies as well like let's get robot rabies Maybe they yes. should switch it up and Danny Pintaro could get rabies and start attacking dogs. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it's, it's a world of dogs and their human gets rabies. I fucking hate that kid in that movie, man. You, he does some screaming. That's a lot of screaming. That, the whole kind of final scene where they're trapped in the car mm-hmm. and like, Ugh, like I was cheering for the dog. Let's kill these two. 
Kill him. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Kill D. Yeah, Wallace no, I... and Danny Pintaro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I read the book. I liked the book. Um, movie didn't do it justice. And I think you could no. certainly bring that to the 21st century. Okay. Okay. So Top three. My, my number three is Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, love that shit when I was a kid. They didn't make nearly enough episodes. Um, they kind of involved other Marvel characters, um, but not to a point where it was like, you know, uh, oversaturation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know there's a million Marvel movies out there, but I don't know. I, it, it would be fun to, you know, I think it would be more of a comedy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I looked forward to watching these when I was a kid. And like I said, there wasn't a lot of episodes, which is a shame. Um, so a lot of reruns, but, um, yeah, it's one of those Marvel properties that, uh, I'd like to actually see turned into a movie. Right. Well done. And uh, Firestar is like the hottest <laughs> Marvel heroine, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next one is based on a movie that actually was fairly successful. It's from the 60s, a Disney movie. And I think this is prime for a reboot. And this is uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of movies that take place on, and with water as the backdrop, whether it be Aquaman or Avatar or even the last Black Panther movie, it's, you can create all these different worlds. And if not a movie, I think it could make like a, a good TV series, whether it's like a Star Trek thing where they're traveling underwater and they're encountering all these different worlds, different species, and just more episodic kind of thing, like big, make a big world building uh tv series under the water because there's so much of the ocean has been unexplored and i think you could you know utilize that so yeah absolutely. that's what i oh, think that's a good mm-hmm. idea like a little captain you, nemo movie you could go, uh, a lot of places with that mm-hmm. the ocean is vast yes a lot of undiscovered things mm-hmm. good choice so my number two is Probably my favorite non-sports video game of all time. Uh, right. Castlevania. Um, I know there's the Netflix animated series, um, yeah. which is good. But I think you could do a live action and it would be awesome. Because um, mm-hmm. you could kind of take like the first three or four video games, kind of tie them all into one story. Um, You could do amazing visual effects. um, And you could go fantasy or you could go horror direction. Like Mm -hmm. I think you could do a lot of things with it. Yes. I agree. And, you know, it, it could 
kids could watch it because you don't have to make it crazy bloody like because the game is not obviously mm-hmm. ultra violent or anything um, yeah so yeah and the the music is so good the sound effects and yeah, it's just a, a hell of a game okay nice so my next one is actually one i brought up on an episode we did like long ago um when we were talking about dc or marvel properties that we would like to see made into like movies or something that they would like to revisit Mm -hmm. and i went with the comic that i read when i was a kid the captain carrot and his amazing zoo crew zoo crew from from dc comics and it ties in with superman and like it, 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 this totally seems like something James Gunn could sink his teeth into now that he's running, you know, DC films. Um, it's it's got you know crazy characters, and with CGI and motion capture, you could have some true creations. And uh, yeah, I, I think this would be a, a big hit with people because you know people accepted guardians that had a raccoon and a talking tree why not a whole team of super animals um that uh yeah that would then have all these crazy abilities and yeah i think that would work well probably would (laughs) but i don't know i think i don't know if james gunn can save that sinking ship i don't know Mm. Seems like there's a lot of like behind the scenes infighting and well, people I think, not happy and whatever. Well, I think it's it's hard to say because um, anything that's come out recently still is something that wasn't under his yeah. purview yet. Oh, I and so so let's see where it is because you know his first couple forays into DC have good like the Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker series. Those are great. Those are fantastic. And I think if he has more influence as to where these series can go, then I think. I kind of feel like those are his types of things, though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad is kind of tongue-in-cheek, dark Mm -hmm. humor. Same as Peacemaker. Kind of like the Guardians. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know see where he can take like a superman or yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure he'll do fine can't do any worse no um so my number one i don't know you probably know what it is um we need a masters of the universe live action he-man movie um, mm-hmm. set on eternia set on eternia like Fuck coming to Earth. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we need like a badass Skeletor, uh, not Frank Langella. <laughs> um, and I think it would be huge. Like bring yeah. in all of these like wild characters, Ram mm-hmm. Man, Merman, Stratos, um, even the Bumblebee guy. Like bring them all yeah. in and mm-hmm. let's have a fight. Um, I'd even be okay with Orko. Yeah. You know? 
Need a little comedy relief. And you can you could take it like first he fights Skeletor. And the second one, Skeletor joins forces with Hordak. And then mm. Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn. Yes. Whoever. Yeah. I, I don't know why it hasn't been done yet. Like we're yeah. getting a dozen cartoons on Netflix. Um, yeah, the to- the toy line is still being produced all over yeah. the shelves. Like, yeah, make a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make a movie. Let's go. I agree. Oh so, yeah, now, that's my list. I think that's great. My next one is a animated series from the late 80s. I think it only ran for two seasons. Um, but I love the show, and I watch it all the time in reruns. I don't know if you remember it, but entitled COPS, which was an acronym for the Central Organization of Police Specialists. It and they, it started out with this voiceover, like very authoritative. This is the COPS. Kind of thing. I would introduce all these characters, but it was policemen that all had like um, cyborg enhancements um, that, you know, they can use to strengthen, you know, their own talents and whatnot. And they were fighting against in this, it says there's a metropolis called Empire City. And their main enemy was called the Big Boss. And he had a bunch of goons. And yeah, I think you could totally make that. I mean, it's just a, more superhero what i don't know whether or not people would want to do that in this time and place where you make police the superheroes because you know people are kind of sour on the police but um i think this yeah. is a way to get them back on on their side but yeah have these all enhanced cops it's kind of like a almost like a team of judge dreads kind of thing that and yeah i remember it being pretty cool like almost every episode they would introduce a new goon or they would have a new uh, pairing between the different cops that were available, and so you'd always have new characters and stuff coming on. And yeah, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. It was good. I don't think I ever saw one. No. Oh, I'll have to investigate. But... Yeah. Uh, so yes. So, so that's I didn't. Mine. I didn't really. I had three that I didn't talk about. Honorable mm-hmm. mentions. Uh, Voltron. Hmm. Um, Count Ducula, um, and uh, like a live action Furious George. So right. Both of those, you know, mm-hmm. they're legendary. So, yeah, yes. a couple of honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I read all of mine. So, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was good. All right. Well, that's the last. The list. So now it's time for, let's drop it. Pick, pick, pickle, pickle the pod, pickle, pickle the pod, pickle the pod, pod. It's time for pickle pod. Pick a pod, pick, 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 pick a pod, 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 the pod. Hey everybody, quiet down, please. These two jerks have an opinion. Here is this episode's pick of the pod. Pick it. Oh. So do you want me to do mine first, or do you want to jump? Yeah, you might as well, because then we can just do the whole. Okay. Well, I watched this movie the other day and I was so delighted. Um, it's a parody of like the 50s sci fi 
movies. It's from 2001. It's all shot in black and white. It's entitled The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It is so funny. Like, there's so many movies that come out that are purposely made to seem like they're bad movies. But this one is so sincere in how they're doing, in the dialogue, in the delivery, in the costuming, and the characters. It is so funny. And just, it, it's like, it could have been made way back then. Everything is just so flawless in just giving ridiculous exposition for no points and the repeating of lines and going on. And, it's, and you know, it's, they're all searching for this element called atmospherium um well which looks could have been named by james cameron you know oh i need a name for something uh, an element that's hard to find okay unobtainium so it's it's very funny um and you know it's got a bunch of people in it you know not i think there's one recognizable guy who's like a character actor who's in a bunch of different things and yeah it was so enjoyable it feels like this is a movie that ed wood would have loved to have made because it's still, it has his sensibilities. It has kind of that cheap stuff, but this one actually would work. If one of his movies worked, this would be what it was. And yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Seems like one of those movies that would also be featured on like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like this was one that they would have fun carrying apart, but it was delightful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, as a screener at E1 when I yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my pick of the pod is something that we went and watched on Saturday, and it's John John Wick episode four. Yeah. Um, it's almost the perfect action movie. Like, there's so much going on, but it all kind of still, you can kind of keep track of it, and um. Like the the action sequences, like literally, there's scenes that are 15 minutes long, yeah. where he's fighting in the middle of a traffic circle in Paris, mm-hmm. or um, fighting a bunch of dudes in a in a Japanese um, hotel, Continental. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they introduce new characters. Um, yep. They kind of develop existing characters a little more um uh, and like it's uh, there's there's a scene where there it's like an homage to the warriors mm-hmm. um, uh, you know the one i'm talking about um, yep and it's like it's it's an obvious homage like uh, it's just uh even though I fell asleep for like five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. like that's like, I fell asleep. And then when I kind of came to, it was still, they were still fighting at the, in the I same, think it was the same, same, same scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's, they're setting it up for, you know, a whole universe of John wick stuff, I think. And yeah. Like it's nonstop. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I was. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It. 
It's almost like the perfect. The only thing was is that it was maybe a little bit too long. Um, but yeah. still, like, it didn't seem like it was that long. Uh, maybe no. it's because I had to take a piss for about 15 minutes. That <laughs> could have um, been it. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, like, these movies can easily go cheesy, go sideways mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but And they still are. They're, they're, they're ridiculous to think that there's they this are. huge assassin syndicate that's in the underground that has like thousands of people that are involved in it that is part of the secret society and that they have hotels all over the world that house these assassins but like the action and fight scenes are so seamless and well choreographed and like there, there's nothing dazzling about the way John Wick fights. No, but he's just a machine, and he keeps going yeah. forward. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and even just general shots. I mean, the composition of some of the shots, like with the with the colors and the lighting and stuff like that, they're just gorgeous to look at. It has like you, it's a really nice, you know, palette like that all, they have, color scheme and stuff. Yeah, like the 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 scene in the. Um, in the Japanese um, continental with the mm-hmm. glass cases and displays and stuff. Yeah. Um, pretty much the same as the fight in the, in, the U.S. continental in Parabellum. Yeah. Um, Parab- yeah. Um, but that's obviously continuity because both hotels kind of have like the same, yeah. same idea. Um, mm-hmm. And just the oh, new and- characters are great. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah, you got Donnie Yen, which is just he's just just sensational martial artist Amazing. and a, a great actor as well. And it's a, it's a uh, his daughter, his daughter now. No, no, not no, his not, daughter. No, no, it's um, the other guys who ran the hotel. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name. Um, yeah, yeah, like John Wick. John Wick actually has a couple of friends in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, Keanu Reeves might have 15 lines of dialogue and they're less than four words, but he doesn't I, need I, I th- And I think more so than any of the other films, he could have died at any moment. Like the falls he takes in this movie, there's no way that his body is not just gelatinous at the end because he shouldn't have any bones like connected in his body anymore. Yeah, no some of the falls he takes, whether it be off buildings, landing on things, downstairs, like this guy's like Wolverine, like he is just healing. Um, I, I love the addition of nunchucks to his arsenal. That whole scene was phenomenal. The choreograph with, with the nunchucks was so good. Um like how he incorporated the nunchucks with the gunplay. Like you would, when he's done the nunchucks, he would just drape them around his neck and then start using the gun. He ran out of ammo. Okay, now I'm back to the nunchucks. It was so, so well done. Um, they're trying to work out a part five. Like both, like the director and Keanu had both said that they're kind of, they think they've said enough of what they want with John Wick's story, but now they're going on saying, you know, let's, let's continue it. 
yeah, they want to do spinoffs. Um, there's already a continental spinoff TV series in the works. I don't know if it's a prequel or if it's part of the current John Wick world. Well, maybe maybe that's part of the whole story we'll pick up because obviously the, it's going to be a new continental, right? Yeah. So. Um, there's talks of a spinoff um, with Lawrence Fishburne about the Bowery King. So about yep. his whole kingdom of homeless people and um, spinoff with, yeah, the the former continent Jap- uh, Osaka Continental's uh, daughter. Um, yeah. I think her name was Akira. Um, there's talks of her having her own spinoff. There already is a spinoff in the works um, called Ballerina, which has no characters that have appeared in the series, but we did see in part three that um, John Wick's family, they have a theater that they train ballerinas and stuff in. And so that one's going to have Anna de Armas in the lead with John Wick appearing in that. And yeah, no, there's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you can't get, it's, it's such a shame that stuntmen or stunt coordinators, there isn't an Oscar yeah. for that because the amount of skill and precision and just putting people's lives on the line and when it's executed, like it's, there's no reason why that shouldn't be an Academy Award category. And uh, yeah, no, it's you. You think you don't know how it can keep upping itself, but it does, and it's just it's it this one's these, insane. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like the like just the fight in the traffic in Paris in that traffic mm-hmm. circle or whatever. Like it's seamless. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, Just it's almost the perfect like action movie. Yeah, and not to give anything away to anybody who hasn't seen it. Obviously, the movie's just come out, and I'm not talking about the end credit scene or the ending scene, but the end of the final showdown. Brilliant! It yeah, was like, just so it... satisfying. It's the way the way it all played out is so brilliant. It's just like wow, that was perfect it's a big fuck you to the bad guy and it was yeah it was so good yeah well he's um bill skarsgård obviously is uh, yeah the marquee the whatever yeah um he's yeah. The, the bad guy i guess yeah he's the guy who's like above he's, the table yeah running you the can table tell he his like the way he fights is with his power. So he's yeah. he's a bit of a coward, um, but he thinks yeah. he's smarter than everybody else. And yeah, he gets other you know, people he, to do his fighting oh, for I'll, him. Yeah. I'll put yeah. I'll put these people in this predicament. But yeah, he yeah. gets do come up and by the yeah. End. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it'll satisfy the John Wick. For at least until something else comes out, right? Like it was, yeah, it's a tour, tour de force of a movie. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's like pretty it, sensational. It doesn't waste time on bullshit dialogue and mm-hmm. um, 
and the dialogue always kind of complements what's going on in the book. Yeah. Yeah, there's no wasted dialogue. Everything that happens is there for a reason. And some of it is just so you can catch your catch your breath because of just watching everything that's going on. So yeah. Even when you think it's like slowed down for a second, something happens that's just like, holy shit. Like the whole scene in the the was it the stable with the marquee and um Mm -hmm. the the dude with the dog. Yeah. Just when you think there's like a second, it's like boom, something else happens. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would give it almost a five out of five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was well worth it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, that's the pick of the pod and the review all in one. One. Mm-hmm. We did it. So, um, I just want to take this time as well to welcome a bunch of new listeners that we've had. We recently expanded our uh, podcast to some new platforms, um, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcast. So we've reached a larger audience and we've had a decent spike in in uh, listenership. Um, we are now show that we have been played in 14 different countries now so that's uh that's pretty big um but yeah so i just want to thank everybody for joining us i hope you stick with us uh we're having fun doing this and um Mm -hmm. and so yeah the fact that we have people listening actually makes it a bonus so thank you for for all you you people uh thank you thank you thank you thank you danny thank you danny so so yeah, so now it's it's my turn. I'm not gonna. I don't have anything as inventive as yours. Ooh. I don't. I can't. Mine's more more specific. It's not a broad thing, but it's kind of specific. Um, I just have robots as my theme. So movies, you can you can do that with robots or androids, however you want to interpret that. So just your favorite of movies that involve that cyborgs robots androids whatever oh my all right mm-hmm. so yeah what about so gobots gobots sure yeah gobots definitely right on. all right on. so yeah i think anything else on the top of your head that you want to uh, there's nothing really going on sports okay. flames flames suck they're just Wrestle, WrestleMania right this weekend, though. Oh, okay. Be, be good time. Good time. Great taste at McDonald's. I don't, I don't know where Seamus is fighting, but I don't care. He's fighting his own demons, I hope. Um, what? What? <laughs> Why do you hate him so much? I just, I just seems a big wanker. Um. Anyways, but yeah, if that's it, I think it's time to can wrap up. So yeah, let's until wrap next up. time. Until next time, this is uh, Scott signing off for Flixmax. This is Terrence signing off for the pod that rocked your bod. And so yeah, until next time, uh, toodles. Toodles.